When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, everybody? Welcome into Flippin' Bass. Today is a very, very special episode. I am down on the field at Chase Field, about to be joined by the Hall of Famer and one of the greatest pitchers of all time, Randy Johnson. We're going to talk all about his career, that 2001 World Series team, his newfound love of photography, and so, so much more. So what an honor it is to be here at the World Series watching the Diamondbacks and Rangers series and to be able to interview one of the greatest of all time, Randy Johnson, is very, very special. One of my first memories of life was watching his perfect game, and I'm gonna get to ask him about that as well. So without further ado, here is Randy Johnson. All right, Randy, after 22 years, we are right back here in Arizona for the World Series. What do you remember most about that 2001 run? No, it was just a uh, fantastic year for a lot of individuals, and. Uh, and collectively, you know, you need that. Uh, every team can be designed a little bit differently. Uh, the one thing that our, our team was uh, uh, embedded with was, uh, I'd say probably around 14 of our, uh, of our players had at least 10 years of experience. And that might have been unheard of because I think, uh, you know, we might have been one of the older teams to get to the World Series as far as age. Uh, this team that we're seeing now uh, is a combination of some, uh, a few veteran players, Longoria, Walker at first base, uh, Guriel out in yeah. um, left field, and then you got uh, uh, Marte. Uh, but, but really, I don't, uh, other than Longoria, I don't know uh, if there's that many players yeah. with 10 years, but we had probably easily probably 10 to 14. Uh, and then you got your your youth on the team, the young, uh, energetic uh, that bring a lot of energy to the team with your Corbin Carrolls and yeah. uh, your uh, people like that. Uh, and then you got your leadership uh, with Zach Gallen, Mural Kelly, yeah. uh, and I think Brandon Path has been able to see that, and it's trickled down uh, to the starting rotation, which is pretty typical. You know, you look to leadership uh, by example see how they go about their business and uh, and then hopefully have conversations throughout the course of the year yeah. and I think uh, everybody has uh, been very resilient I think that's uh, the one thing that I've seen uh, watching a lot of games is that yeah you know every team goes through you know some injuries goes through some losing streaks and oppresses a little bit but they were resilient they came out of it and they came out of it at the right time yeah. you know you you beat Milwaukee uh, you sweep the Dodgers you you beat Philadelphia, and you still wonder if people are giving you the right amount of attention yeah. uh, after doing all that. And uh, you know, they're just going about their business. With a team that's as young as they are, what advice would you give them to be able to go on and win the World Series? I don't think I'd have to give them. I think they're here. They're not, uh, you know, on their biggest stage now in their, in their yeah. sport. And uh, they got here because they were able to be resilient, uh, uh, lean on one another, and... Uh, and continue to go out, have fun, and do the things that they do. So I don't yeah. think uh, any veteran player in this organization needs to say anything to the people that are going out and doing yeah. it right now. Randy, you're a 
10-time All-Star, you're a Hall of Famer, five-time Cy Young, World Series co-MVP. We, we know all of the accolades and how good you were on the field. Of everything, what would you say you are most proud of that you accomplished on a baseball field? Well, obviously, uh, we all try to get to a World Series at least once and experience it. If we win one, that's great. That's obviously a huge bonus. When you get there, you want to win. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But being in the Hall of Fame and having met a lot of Hall of Fame players, there's a lot that would, had never been to a World Series. And then there's some, you know, I met Yogi before he passed away. You know, I think as a coach and a player, he, he's got 22 World Series rings. And then there's some <laughs> that don't have any, never, yeah. never experienced that. So, uh, and that's really a team effort. It takes a team throughout 162 games to get to the World Series. Everybody's got to be on the same page. Everybody's yeah. got to each, you know, be resilient and overcome adversity throughout the course of the year. It's easy to go out and, you know, do individual things throughout the course of a season. Yeah. But when you get, you know, a whole roster and they're all have the main objective and they get to the World Series, that's that's what everybody goes to spring training for. So that's my greatest accomplishment. There's a, a lot of individual things that I'm very proud of. My durability, overcoming. I was a late bloomer in the, in the game. I don't think I really hit my stride until probably around 25, 26, which is kind of unheard of. Yeah. But I actually didn't lo learn how to pitch and, you know, um, harness my craft until a little bit later. You know, I had a great conversation with Nolan Ryan and Tom House later when yeah. I was up in Seattle. And, um, and I'm very fortunate to have that conversation. It was really about direction uh, and some slight tweaking of my mechanics that I never had learned yeah. uh, earlier in my, in my uh, career. And uh, that really was pivotal. And I think that's why I had such a late start. And then it was just after that, yeah, I uh, pitched until I was 46. But I think it was from that point on, after I learned and started having fun, I, it was never easy. Yeah. Uh, but I worked hard. That wasn't the problem. I, I didn't have a problem working hard, but I was just having more fun. I wasn't fighting myself. You know, you go out and strike out 15 one day, and then five days later, you walk seven. That's <laughs> kind of what I had in the minor leagues and early yeah. on in Montreal and early days in Seattle. And then when I started understanding, you know, there's not that many very many people I could watch at six foot ten yeah. that I could, you know, hey, can you help me a little bit? Yeah. But it really all came down to mechanics. And yes, I was six foot ten, but really, you know, every pitcher has to have good mechanics yeah. to be consistent with their arm release to be able to throw the ball over the strike zone. Yeah. I, I didn't have that uh, consistency because of my height yeah. and all that. So eventually I got it and, and I started having a lot more fun and I didn't fight myself as much uh, later in my career. I know you, you say you're most proud of the World Series and getting yeah. there as a team. We know all the individual accolades. I know you threw a perfect game. It's really one of my first memories as a kid was uh, my dad waking me up late one night saying, hey, you, you need to come downstairs and watch this. And we watched the perfect game together. And it was one of, one of my favorite memories watching baseball with my dad. At that point in that night throwing the perfect game, at what point did you start thinking, there's something pretty cool that could happen here? I think I was 40 years old. And uh, obviously, um, towards the end of my career, uh, obviously, I've, I've played a few more years yeah. after that. But, you know, let's, let's face it, that was probably my last big year uh, numbers-wise and with the energy that I had. Because then shortly thereafter, I had a couple more back surgeries, and that just zapped all the energy and strength out of my body yeah. pretty much. But, uh, you know, 
Uh, what, what I remember about that game is going out late in the game, like sixth, seventh inning, and people would be saying, hey, you got a perfect game what? going. And this was in Atlanta. And then, like, I'm going out, you know, that was the sixth, seventh, and then I yeah. go out for the eighth, and then it would be crickets. You wouldn't hear anybody, you know. <laughs> and then the ninth inning, you know, you wouldn't hear anything. Because I think, you know, as a sports fan, who doesn't want to see something exciting? You yeah. know, I don't, I don't think, you know, even if something – I had a no-hitter thrown against me here. Yeah. And – uh, you know, that's not a bad way to lose a game, you know, because you understand right. the difficulty of that. So you actually kind of appreciate uh, greatness on any given day. But uh, I think uh, the one thing that I'll never forget, you know, I was 40 years old, I believe. And, I, you know, that's a great deal of effort um, getting through nine innings at 40 years old. But the last pitch was a strikeout. And, yeah. uh, you know, I was just kind of yay with the game we I made it I made it through nine innings you know that, that's about as much energy as I had and then Robbie Hammock my catcher I'd say he was probably you know 20 years younger than me he's jumping up and down like a little kid and then all my teammates and so I, yeah. I remember that moment uh a lot and that meant a lot to me I see those highlights as much as I see the World Series highlights from 2001 and you know those are great moments one individual and one team and I think uh I'm very honored and uh, and lucky to have had such a, a nice career and to have met the people that I've met to have such an impact on my career. Randy, you're six foot ten. You had the hair. Your nickname's the Big Unit. How much, when you were on the mound, was intimidation a factor in your game, and how much did you try and lean in on that to intimidate batters? Well, I mean, you know. Early on, like I said, I was very uh, inconsistent. And so if I was throwing 100 miles an hour and I threw a ball over your head, it wasn't, you know, on purpose. <laughs> you know, it was because I didn't, you know, I had no control of the strike zone, you know, if I, or if I hit you or, you know, things like that. You know, I, like I said, it was extremely difficult and frustrating as a professional athlete to not be able to repeat my mechanics yeah. and have success when you had it. And you know you you know it's there and you're striving to be there consistently. You know, at six foot ten, it was just uh, one of those things that it took me uh, a while to understand my craft. And, and when I met the people that I've done, that, that I met, and uh, started watching other players, you know, and, and just digging a little bit deep, deeper, uh, yeah. you know, peeling the layers away, you know. As I got better, I wanted to be better. Yeah. You know, I really did. I, I, I wanted to know what I could do in the weight room to recover faster. Yeah. You know, having someone, you know, work on me, uh, acupuncture, uh, you know, hyperbaric chamber, yeah. uh, jacuzzi, you know, icing and stretching and all these little things. The workload for me was, you know, a lot that my peers had at the same thing. You know, yeah. going out and and throwing ten complete games in a season is not unheard of uh, back then. You know, uh, 2001, I had 250 innings going into the postseason. By the time the year was over, you know, I probably had 265, 270. But that's that's not unheard of. Yeah. The people prior to me probably had 270 innings <laughs> in the regular season, yeah. and then they were going into. Yeah. So the workload for a pitcher is such that if you're going to do that, you got to prepare your body for that. Yeah. And so I, I took it very serious. I learned over time through mentors like Nolan and, and people like that that you had to work hard because your, your demands on your body were going to be great. Yeah. And, and your body will be resilient if you put it in that, in that spot.
One of the guys you, you did throw 100 over their head was John Cruck yes, in the 93 yeah, All-Star yeah, game. That, that was the one that got away. When, yeah, when, <laughs> when did you come up with the idea to do that? Or well, when, I don't think there was an idea. Yeah, I, I think, <laughs> I think uh, that was uh, the All-Star game in Baltimore. And Baltimore being East Coast in July, uh, it was pretty humid. And it was just simply, <laughs> as I will say, just the pitch that got away. And I, and I think uh, of, of anybody that could have, I could have been facing uh, in that scenario, I, I, I don't think there would have been a better batter at that time than John Cruck to be able to play it off like that and then to be able to throw the following pitches to be able to have it all, <laughs> you know, end, end the way it did. I think it was, a, it was great. You know, it was a fun thing for All-Star Game, and it was kind of a highlight uh, for everybody, and everybody got a good laugh out, and nobody got hurt. So it was, I, I've always thought that was intentional, just for laughs at that. Yeah, point. I think I just uh, you know it's uh, it's the pitch that got away. <laughs> we'll just, that's the, that's the one in my career. Uh, Randy, who's the toughest batter you ever faced in your career? Yeah, there's been so many batters. I mean, Chipper Jones has got I think seven or eight home runs off me, maybe more. Um, and so from a home run standpoint, um, you know, Alan Trammell, you know, uh, has a high batting average. Larry Walker. Uh, there's just uh, there's a uh, you know I played 22 years I faced a lot of batters and if you're facing someone in the same division and back when I was playing you're facing that that team six seven eight yeah. times in a year people are going to get at bats a lot of yeah. at bats against you so you know there's people that I struck out a lot and there was a lot of home runs that and a lot of batting average uh, that uh, you know uh, you know I didn't strike everybody out some people yeah. wore me out sometimes and I I would know that. You know, I would know that they hit me extremely well. So going into that, I would try to pitch them accordingly. And sometimes it helped and sometimes it didn't. Sometimes yeah. hitters just see a pitcher really well and can react to the pitches a little bit quicker than somebody else. Yeah. But I had my share. There's no doubt. The list is long. <laughs> <laughs> right. There's always pressure, I feel like, and nerves when you're throwing out a first pitch. But... You're Randy Johnson ahead of Game 3 of the World Series. I feel like everybody's expecting greatness from you out of a first pitch. Were you nervous last night? I wasn't really nervous. I just, uh, it was a great honor, and I looked at that. You know, I know what I've done here, and uh, I know what the fans have meant, and it's a generational thing. You know, we did that 22 years ago, so now there's parents with their kids. Yeah. Yeah, and the kids may not have even been born, or they might be like my kids. You know, they're uh, you know in the their mid to late twenties now, and uh, and so parents were watching our World Series. They have kids, and now they're watching the next generation yeah. coming through uh, through Arizona. And uh, I wasn't nervous. I think it was great. Uh, it was a lot of fun, and I expect another fun game tonight. And hopefully, the D-backs uh, even things up. Right, you found a second career in photography. What attracted you to photography? Well, I studied uh, photojournalism at USC and uh, worked for the college newspaper uh, there, and they would just send me on uh, random uh, things that they needed covered uh, with the photograph, whether it was a concert uh, or something on campus, something like that. So uh, it was kind of fun to understand photography from that standpoint. And then obviously I got drafted in 85 out of USC and then started my baseball career and I put all my energy towards that craft yeah. and it took me a while. Uh, it took me about 10 to 12 years to actually get to where I inevitably be, uh, got comfortably with my mechanics. Uh, and then playing 22 years, 
uh, at the major league level and four more in the minor league. That's 26 years. Yeah. I, I didn't really pick up a camera during that time much. Uh, and then after I retired my last year, 2009, I picked up my camera, did a lot of work for the men and women uh, that serve our, our country and uh, did a lot of participation with the USO. Enjoyed it so much that I started traveling on my own with my camera and yeah. taking pictures of destinations that I wanted to go to. And Africa was one of those places. Uh, cool. Different uh, in various areas in, in Africa. And so uh, recently I was asked if I wanted to do a photography exhibit in Cooperstown. I said I would love to do yeah. that. And so it's, it opened up in April, it ends this December, and then it will come back here uh, get cratered up at the end of December, yeah. come back in January, and then in February, I'll be opening up my first exhibit here locally in Arizona, so I'm really excited about that. That's awesome, congratulations yeah. on Thank that. Uh, there, there's also been, there's been a lot of other athletes starting to get into photography, King Griffey Jr. being one of them. Do you get competitive with other people getting into photography? No, I don't, I don't think so, yeah. I don't, think, I don't think that's something where you can square <laughs> off and you know, uh, be competitive. You just kind of appreciate whatever they're doing. Do you have a favorite picture that you've ever taken? Uh, I have favorite pictures from various destinations that I've traveled. I think every time that I go somewhere, and I've traveled a lot now, I, I just take pictures and I uh, usually, hopefully, pull one picture that defines that moment of my travel. And so, I mean, I have pictures from all the way back to my Seattle days to to a random picture that I took with a Mini Cooper in a dumpster yeah. walking down an alleyway uh, behind a fraternity house. Uh, I still have that enlarged and framed in my house, but uh, I think photography just uh, brings back memories and I'm able to share those destinations with a lot of people that may not be able to travel there and I, I enjoy doing that. Randy, I appreciate your time so much. By the way, we got a camera here. I need a new headshot. I appreciate you. <laughs> Go ahead and take my new headshot if you want to. Just wanted to thank Randy Johnson for joining me. That was awesome. I mean, one of my childhood idols growing up, everybody imitates Randy Johnson in the backyard. One of the best to ever do it. And to be able to talk to him on the field that everything happened back in 2001 and talk to him about his Hall of Fame career, I can't stop smiling and I hope everybody enjoyed listening to it. I know I certainly enjoyed talking to him and I have a new headshot photo to, to post everywhere. So hopefully it turned out great, I'm sure it did. Uh, but thank you all for listening. Make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts, Apple, Spotify, wherever. Also on all social media, including YouTube, at Flippin' Bats Pod for all of them. But that does it for this one. What an awesome, awesome experience. Until next time.